You know, people, in Acts 4, verse 11, it says, This is a stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And yet, wherever you live around the world today, people will tell you, just as long as you mean well, and we're all going the same place. I don't believe that. I believe what the Word says. I believe there is no salvation in any other. And if people are going to get saved, they have to get saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. That does not mean I hate or despise anyone. That does not mean we in the way ministry are against anyone. It simply means we're highly in favor of people getting born again and getting saved. And the only way I know is the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are many roads, they say, but as far as I'm concerned, there's only one way. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Take it here. You know you're going. You're going on up to heaven because there is only there's only one way that old way to heaven is my clear and plain. Now it's in His word we know knowing how to believe on His name. How there are many. Oh yeah, how many roads That'll get us to L.A. But we all know, we know That we're going to heaven And there is only There's only one way Chicago, hello, there are many roads that lead you to 
You want to go. You want to go to heaven where there is only there's only one way. That's great. Last night I taught you on the rock of all ages. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, it's maturing in service. Wednesday night, serving the nation. Thursday night, serving God. Friday night, serving the fellowship, and then Saturday night, serving the world. Tonight, on this Monday night, born again to serve. And here's Claudette Royal and the whole group to do born again. Let's do it. In the morning, waiting at a bus stop, the rain was falling down. I was leaving again. I hated to turn and run this time, but I had a thing or two upon my mind. Things might be better on down the line. Maybe just a little better. Sat there trying to make a decision I noticed someone left a Bible sitting Open to Romans chapter 10 Without really thinking I began to read Minutes later my heart skipped a beat I'd never have to leave again I'd never run again Drifted a sea of uncertainty. I was sinking like a stone in a pool of need. Lost a crowd, credit line for someone to rescue me. And now I'm pressing my way up to higher ground. A certain destination where peace abounds. I once was lost, but praise God I'm found. Since I've been born again. Change has come over me. I'm not the same person I used to be. I have trouble describing the joy I feel. Well, I don't care what people say. The heavens before the earth can pass away. What I've got, no one can take away.
just pronounce the benediction and go home. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of times I've felt like that after joyful noise and our believers finished a production. I thought, well, they've heard enough of God's word. If they don't believe by now, they're hopeless. <laughs> Bless their hearts. Boy, it's tremendous to have this fantastic way productions orchestra Joyful Noise and all this other talent in the ministry. It's really terrific. <laughs> Take your Bibles and go to Matthew tonight, please. Matthew chapter 5. On this Second night of the Rock of Ages of August the 11th, 1980. Our topic tonight is Born Again to Serve. Now what is the purpose for man's existence? I think it's given basically in one verse of scripture in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before what? Men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's the purpose for man's existence, is to glorify God. Our theme scripture, our scripture verse for this Rock of Ages is Romans 12, 1, which of course, many of you know from memory, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The only reasonable service for any man's existence is to serve the true and the living God class. Your call to service is to serve the call. 
Service requires two things. Something to serve. And that something which we have to serve to the world is the rock of all ages, the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, that's we have to have someone to serve. And the someone to serve are the believers whom God has known before the foundations of the world, who when they hear the word of God will believe. We are to serve the believers, for our teaching pulpit is the world. Jesus Christ came to make the new birth available, people. No one could ever be born again until it was available. They could get saved like they got saved in the Old Testament under the law, but they couldn't get born again. And under the law in the Old Testament times, they could lose it. Like Saul. Saul at one time was a wonderful man of God, and then he blew it, lost everything. The new birth was not available till the day of Pentecost. Here is one segment that I also had to learn through the years because I was taught that all the apostles, all the disciples at the time of the gospel period when the Lord Jesus Christ lived here upon earth were all born again. That's an impossibility, people. If anyone could be born again before the day of Pentecost, then Jesus Christ lived, died, and God raised him from the dead and ascended him in vain because then everybody could be born again without Jesus Christ's death, people. Don't you see that? Let's do it once more so we understand it. If any one person could have been born again before it was completely, completely available with the death, the resurrection, the ascension, and the giving of the gift on the day of Pentecost, then everybody could be born again without the death, the resurrection, the ascension, or the day of Pentecost, right? You bet your life it's right. Now, you just stay logical. Think for once in your life. See, most people never think. They just think they think. If they ever thought, they most likely called Digger Odell. That's the friendly undertaker. You know, people, not one person could be born again until it was available. Jesus Christ made it available, but it was not available until after God raised him from the dead, after he ascended into heaven, and ten days after the ascension, he shed forth, God shed forth this which you now see and hear. And they were born again. And when they were born again, the manifestation in the senses world of the internal reality and presence of Christ in them, the hope of glory was that they spoke with tongues. Now, for any individual to live, to be born to live, it takes seed. 
Your daddy contributed the seed to your mommy. That's how you got here. Take seed. You know, he just wasn't hatched someplace. Seed. Your first birth. Your first birth required seed. So to be born to live requires seed. To be born again also requires seed. And that's the seed of God in Christ in you. That is what it is to be born again. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you're beautiful, bless your heart. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. God was in Christ. Doesn't say God was Christ and Christ was God. It just says God was where? In Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. God was where? God was where? Reconciling the world. Now just sit still and hold this place in your mind and look at one verse of scripture in Colossians. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ where? Christ where? In you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. Christ in you. God was where? Reconciling the world. And now it's Christ where? In you. God in Christ in you. People, someday when you believe that, you'll blow your buttons off. <laughs> but it's the Word. It's the Word. And the Word of God liveth and abideth forever. The Word of God is true, not what your devilish world teaches or sense knowledge man or religion teaches you. But what does the Word say? God was in Christ and it's Christ in you. Christ in you. That's what it is to be born again. And do you know really, look at Ephesians, bless your wonderful heart. Ephesians chapter 3. Chapter 3. In verse 19 of chapter 3, talking about this, it says, And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might, ye might be filled with all the fullness of whom? Boy, oh boy. God in Christ, in you, the hope of glory, and filled with all the fullness of God. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why we are more than conquerors. That's why he came that we might have life and have it more than what? Look, you are what the Word of God says you are. You have what the Word of God says you have. Doesn't make a bit of difference what anybody else says. This is God's Word. God. 
Romans 10, 9, and 10. You all know it. If you don't, you ought to take a class called Power for Abundant Living. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Romans 10. If thou wilt confess with thy what? Jesus says what? The Lord Jesus. And believe in thine heart the innermost part of your being, that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be what? For with the heart, the innermost part of his being, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. That's right. No man gets saved by confessing their sin. You could never remember them all. If you missed one, you couldn't get saved. Confession of sin is works and it's hard work. You know, we have to confess the Savior from sin, the Lord Jesus Christ. The God who so loved people that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. And when you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, Jesus as Lord in your life, Believe God raised him from the dead, you were saved. And that kind of salvation is eternal life in 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. In verse 23, being born again. Now you couldn't be born again if you hadn't been born the first time, right? See, you're born to live. You're born to live. That give you breath life. Gave you breath life. But you're born again to serve. You're born again. Not of what? Corruptible seed. The first time you're born, you're born a corruptible seed. It's your daddy's seed in your mommy. You're born a corruptible seed. That seed of body and soul man, that will die. It's corruptible seed. But when you're born again, you're born of what kind of seed? Incorruptible. Incorruptible. And incorruptible means what? That's what it means. It's incorruptible seed. Cannot die. Cannot get sick. Cannot sin. It's incorruptible. By the word of God, by believing, because Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith, believing comes by what? Hearing, and hearing by the Reader's Digest. Time looks Saturday evening post. Sports appeal. No, one thing, what? The word, the word, the word, the word. The Word, and nothing but the Word. That's right. Born of incorruptible seed. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. <laughs> when you were born the first time, everything you will ever be, body and soul, why it was all wrapped up in that little four and a half to 12 pound package or something. That's right. You came with everything when you were born the first time. You came with everything wrapped up in that beautiful little package, that little baby. Maybe you weighed six, four, seven, I don't know what you weighed. 
But whatever you were, that little beautiful baby that grew up to be beautiful you, everything that body and soul man was all wrapped up, all the latent potential was all there, all in that genetic formation with which you came. Now, when you're born again of incorruptible seed, when you're born again of incorruptible seed, that baby that's born when it's born again has all the potential that it will ever need or will ever utilize. In Ephesians chapter 2, listen to this record in verse 10. Ephesians 2, verse 10. Verse 9 says, Not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The first time I was born, I was the workmanship of my father and mother, Ernst and Emma Weirwill. I'm their workmanship. But when I was born again, people, I'm God's workmanship. God created within me that eternal life. You see, it's just so simple. We are his, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, with Christ in you, the hope of glory. For all men are dead in trespasses and sins, without God and without hope. But they hear the word. They believe what they hear. And then the miracle of all miracles occurs. Where they are born again. When they confess with their mouth, the Lord Jesus believed God raised him from the dead. Born again. Which is the miracle of all miracles. How a man dead in trespasses and sins without God and without hope one moment can be born again having eternal life and all hell can stop him from going to heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the miracle of all miracles. It says in Romans chapter 6, same as it did here in Ephesians, not of works, lest any man should boast. In Romans 6, look at verse 23. For the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God, the gift of God, it's a genitive of God, putting the emphasis on God. The gift of God, or God's gift, is what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the epistle, in First, in first John, the epistle of First John, chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, verse 2, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that, what? Eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested, declared, made known unto whom? Us. In chapter 2, in verse 25, the Word of God says, And this is the promise that He has promised us 
even what? Eternal life. In chapter 5, in verse 11, and this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Verse 12, he that hath the Son hath what? And he that hath not the Son of God hath not what? That's what we believe in the way ministry. These things have I written unto you who believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know, not question, not doubt people, but that you may know, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he what? Heareth us. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. That's why we have the house of his healing presence. I know what happens in that house because I know what God will do when men and women believe. Verse 20. And we know. Man, did you ever see the nose in here? K-N-O-W? Boy, it's back in 18. We know. 19, we know. 20, we know that the Son of God is what? Ha has come and has given to us or given us a what? understanding we're not stupid he has given us that understanding by his word on the road to Emmaus Jesus Christ met with the two men he taught them the word of God and it says he opened their understanding you don't open people's understanding by hitting them over the head with a two by four you open their understanding people by teaching them the word in your twig, wherever you go, you speak the word, the word, the word. It's the word that opens men's understanding that we may know, may know him. That is true. And we are in him. We are in him. That is true. Even in his son, what? Jesus Christ. This is the true God and this is what? Eternal life in 2 Corinthians. Bless your heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5. You look at the word tonight. Because people, this is our ministry. The word of God's the will of God. It means what it says, says what it means. It's this wonderful word that has brought us to the rock of ages. This wonderful word that has changed our life. And if men and women want their lives changed, they have to come to the Word. The Word, the Word. Second Corinthians 5. Oh my, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, new creation. Why? Because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's a new creation. The old man nature was there from your daddy and mommy. But when you got born again, with God in Christ in you, the hope of glory. You gave a new creation. You have a new spirit. It's Christ in you, people. Old things are what? Behold, all things are become what? And all things new are of God, 
who hath reconciled. Reconciled means to bring back together that which is separated. Reconciled is to bring back together. For we were at loggerheads with God, dead in trespasses and sins, without God and without hope. But through his wonderful son, Jesus Christ, we were reconciled to God by Jesus Christ. Well, now what? And hath given to us the ministry of what? Boy, people, when are we going to believe it? When are we going to walk in the greatness of that deliverance? Born again to serve. When are we really going to serve that way? Realizing that God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. God in Christ Jesus reconciled every man. It's all paid for. But God cannot operate until he gets someone out there to know his word and speak the word. For believing comes by hearing and hearing by what? Take somebody to speak it. Somebody has to talk it. And that somebody is you out here at the Rock of Ages, people. That's right. He's given it to us. He's given it to us. Given it to us. People, if I came down here and gave her this Bible tonight, if I gave this to someone, whose would it be after I gave it to them? The recipient, that's right. Then you're responsible for it, right? You could take it and burn it. You could throw it on the floor, step on it. God has limited himself to believers. He has given to you. To us, born again of God's Spirit, with Christ in us, the hope of glory, the ministry of reconciliation. And people, if anybody's going to get reconciled today, you got to move for God. You got to speak the word to people. Listen to the next verse. God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And he's committed to us the word of reconciliation. People, we not only have the ministry, but we got the word. Both go together. Without the word, there's no ministry of the word. Without the ministry of the word, there couldn't be any word. So you have to put them both. I hope I said that right. You gotta have the word to have the ministry, right? So if we're going to minister the word, we have to have the word of reconciliation, people. Verse 20 says, Now then, we are what? Ambassadors. We're ambassadors. We are. You're born again, right? So you're an ambassador. Whether you like it or whether you don't like it, you're an ambassador. Well, why don't we act like ambassadors? You know why? Because religion has talked us out of it. Religion has constantly caused us to live in condemnation and fear and all the rest of the junk. 
Nobody in this has ever dared to believe that they are what the Word of God really are. What they really are according to the Word. In our day. Until this ministry came along to teach our people that the Word is true. Has nothing to do with whether you take X-Lex for breakfast, dinner, or supper or not. Makes no difference how you feel physically. If you're born again of God's Spirit, you have Christ in you. Eternal life, you are His. He purchased you. It cost Him His only begotten Son. He paid the price for your redemption. And people, your ambassadors. Good Lord. We're ambassadors. Just as much as a tail follows a dog. Whether we like it or whether we don't like it, we're ambassadors. The question then is not whether we're ambassadors, but the quality of our ambassadorship people. So why don't we just as way believers throw our shoulders back, our head up, breathe deep, and say, well, here comes the Son of God. Sure, I'm an ambassador. Here I come. Get out of the way. I'm moving with God's Word. Try. Boy, I think that's tremendous, people. We're born again to serve. We are called of God, and we have to serve that call that God has called us with. People, this is the greatest time in the history of the world for you. And you are not at the Rock of Ages by accident. You are here by the providence of God. To hear the word and then make up your mind whether you want to believe it or just screw up the rest of the days of your life. It's as simple as all that, people. If I were you, I'd throw my shoulders back. If you aren't born again, I taught you how to get there tonight. You confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus. Jesus as Lord in your life. You believe God raised him from the dead. And you're saved. Then you're ambassador. You've got to get born again. Remember? There are always two things. You've got to have something to serve. And you can't serve that something until you first got it. If I want to serve you physical food, I couldn't give it to you until I first had it, right? So you have to be born again first. Then secondly, you serve that bread of life. And remember that great old little poem I've done many, many times. God has no hands but what? Our hands with which to give them bread. He has no feet but our feet with which to move among the almost dead. We say that we are his and he is ours. Ladies and gentlemen, deeds are the proof of that, not words. And ladies and gentlemen, these are the proving hours. His name, people, is really wonderful. Let's sing it. Everybody stand. Walter, come on out. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. 
Heavenly Father, I've done my best tonight here at the Rock of Ages to set the greatness of your word, telling them how to be born again and then showing them what they have when they are born again. Lord, you just have to open the people's hearts and lives to see the greatness of your word, and you just have to change them, Father. All I can do is plant or water, but, Father, you have to give the increase. And I thank you tonight that every person here and almost those 2,300 that are over in that living room tent and others outside of the tent here, Father, that they'll walk away from this wonderful meeting tonight just on cloud nine, knowing who they are and where they're going. Born again of your spirit, filled with your power. And Father, may this be a wonderful night for our people. May they just rejoice with thanksgiving all night long with the greatness of being your sons and your daughters. And Father, I thank you for saving every soul within the voice, hearing of my voice this night and delivering our people and giving us the things the word promises to your children. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I love you. Good. and lonely in a world filled with confusion all I knew was myself to see me through then God called me from this darkness gave me his truth to make me free so I could live and have life more abundantly Once I was born to live, but now I'm born again to serve, and I'll serve Him every day. I'll give the best that I can give, yes, I'll stand faithful. I'll stand fast on the Word of God my Father, cause He gave me life. I'm born again to serve. We are God's sons, chosen from before the foundation of the world to serve the bread of life. Jesus Christ of our glorious victory and the sound of Christ's return rings in our ears 
Good night. God bless you.